Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Good morning and welcome to Beware of Spoilers. I am Adam. I'm back to about 100% today. I'd say 98%. Um, not going to go into detail about what may or may not be working properly, but 98%. That's a, that seems like a nice number to put that. Um, still a little tired. Um, and that is partially because last night I watched the movie we're going to discuss today. Um, and uh, we're going to talk about that. So, um, whew. I'm feeling 100% in the chest area. Um, anyway, we're talking about um, Sometimes I Think About Dying, the uh, movie out of Sundance starring Daisy Ridley in the lead, um, which uh, made its debut Tuesday, I think. It may have debuted earlier in a physical screening, but digitally it debuted Tuesday. Um, so basically what this movie is, is you have this girl... Um, played by Daisy Ridley named Fran, who has very bad social anxiety. Uh, she works an office job, um, she, you know, she likes the office job, but she doesn't like all of the social aspects of the, of the office job. She, you know, she just likes to show up, do her thing, and go home. That's what she's there to do. Um, and she does that well. Um, she does a very good job with that. Um, and it, it, it kind of, like, she just feels awkward in all the situations, and and I think that here's the thing. I think the biggest revelation for me watching this movie, having seen... And look, I, I really hate... Because the thing is, too, and I think I've railed about this before. I can't stand when people are on a press tour for a new movie and all anyone wants to talk about is the, is the last franchise they were in. Like Margot Robbie being on a press tour and everyone's like, ooh, are you going to come back as Harley Quinn? Or Daisy Ridley here on this press tour. And everyone's asking, ooh, are you going to come back and play Ray again? It, it's that kind of thing. Where it's like, let ask them about the movie they're in now. Don't ask them about Star Wars. Don't ask them about DC movies. Don't ask them about Marvel movies. You know, ask them about the movie that you're you're sitting in now. Um, but I digress. Um, the point of all that is, um, seeing her in Star Wars, I thought she was fine in those movies. I didn't think there was anything special about what she was doing. She's good. I, I liked Ray. I just, you know, I didn't think that you know she was. I, like, nothing about her performance screamed incredibly talented actress in the way that this movie, um, when you see it, she has range, and she, she plays the socially awkward, um, person very well. Um, like, everything about her mannerisms, her, her speech patterns, everything about it is, is so well done that it's kind of like Brandon Fraser in The Whale, in so much as this movie is carried on her performance. Um, 
And I think that she does a great job in this role to be able to carry this movie. So, she, you know, she has all these awkward interactions with people. And she goes home and she lives by herself and doesn't do much. And she just kind of exists and moves along. And throughout the day, she fantasizes about her own death. Not in a, I'm going to kill myself kind of way, where she's sitting there and she's like, oh, like this is how I'm going to kill myself, kind of, it's not like a man called Otto, where, or, you know, a man called Otto isn't even fantasizing, it's, he's actively planning and trying to carry out his own suicide, it's, you know, she is carrying out, you know, she's just kind of sitting there and, uh, and fantasizing about what it would feel like to die in that way, or die being hung from the train, or die, you know, in a, in a car crash, or things like that, um, and she's kind of, just kind of passively moving along, fantasizing about what that would be like, and it's an interesting kind of subject matter, especially when you couple the fact that she's in this job that she claims to like, but, I mean, you're looking at it, and you're looking at the kind of inanity that's going on in this office all the time, and I think the writer of this movie has definitely worked an office job before, because every interaction in the office is just nailed perfectly, um, and, and it's all just kind of, very, like, all of it's just kind of like, oh, this is exactly what it sounds like to be in an office. Everything here is, 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 you know, kind of perfectly, like, you know, perfectly in tune for what it would be like if you were wandering around an office and that was your job all day. Um, so it's an interesting kind of, like, you know, it's an interesting thing to see executed, and I think that that's another thing that works very well for this movie, and that's a very bad place to pull someone over blocking the exit of a fucking firehouse. Jesus Christ. Um, so, and I think that that's another thing that's, you know, pretty well executed, too, is the way that that all kind of plays out. And so, all of that's going on, and then this new guy joins. Because someone retires, and this new guy joins. And, um, he is, you know, she he intrigues Fran. So, they start becoming friends, and they start going out and doing things, and um, and, and France starts to open up and become a little more, you know, social and, and all of that. And, and, you know, all of that kind of works. Um, the actor who's in the other role, I don't remember his name, but he does a pretty good job too. Um, he, he plays a, he's a divorcee or a twice divorced, uh, gentleman. Um, he does all these kind of, you know, he's just trying to get Fran to come out of her, uh, you know, come out of her bubble. Um, a little bit, and it, and it and it works for her a little bit. Um, the only thing about the movie that I didn't particularly care for is I felt the conflict at the end of the movie was a little rushed, and to the point where I watched the movie, and as I'm going through it, I'm like, oh, like, because I was like, how much longer is this? Because first of all, when you watch things, I, I think that. Sundance, you know, great, great festival, they do a lot of great work, and they do a lot of work for indies, that's really admirable and all of that, they, they, they have an app, which can, is a lot more than can be said about a lot of other festivals that do digital screenings, um, that said, the video player in the app, motherfucker, are you gonna let me in, or are you gonna just, like, keep, yeah, exactly, um, a lot more than can be said about a lot of these other apps. It's got a video player built in. You don't have to watch it on your web browser. You don't have to watch it. You know, they have it. It all, it all works. The problem is you got to watch, like, seven little videos before it starts. 
about the history of Sundance, which, okay, if you go to a film festival, like when I went to Stony Brook or when I went to Long Island or when I went to, um, what was it, or Hamptons, um, or even, um, or even New York City Indie, they always have these where it's like, here are our sponsors for the festival, here are some things for the festival, here are other things in the area for the festival and, and, and partners and stuff like that, which, all right, I get all that, but, you know, do it as one long video, um, not seven little ones that close out and restart every time you do it, um, because that, that's part of the, that, that is, you know, something you should probably not be doing, um, because every time it went to the next one in a little slideshow, it ended up closing out and restarting, and I was like, why the fuck did I need to do this seven times to get this movie to load, and then it's like, by the third time, I'm like, is this going to keep me from watching the actual movie that I keep closing out and restarting it to get this thing to work? Um, but no, let me watch the movie. So, um, yeah, very, very interesting and, and, and well done. Uh, I don't know how I got to that diatribe about the Sundance app. Um, oh, right, the runtime. Um, I'm watching the movie and I'm like, it, it only said an hour and a half, which I'm fine with. I love a good hour and a half movie, so you can keep it tight within that and you can make it not feel like an hour and a half. And I'm like, how much longer can this possibly be? Because I'm still like almost at the end. And we, and, and we haven't had any real conflict. And the thing is, too, is like at that point, I'm like... Because like in my head, I'm like, it's got to be close to an hour and a half. But at the same time, we haven't had the the midpoint explosion or anything like that. Which I'm not saying you need to have. But if you're going to do a rom-com, you'd think you would have some kind of conflict between the main characters. For them to come back together. Um, and I'm like, oh, there's only 20 minutes left. Jesus Christ, that's not a lot of time. So... Eventually, they, they do have it, but I feel like it blows up too quickly, and then is resolved equally quickly, and I'm like, I don't think that that's in the best service of the story for, for it to come together this way. Um, I don't think it necessarily benefits, you know, the character arcs to have everything kind of happen that way. At the same time, you do need to spend a lot of time building up Fran as, as an entity, um, and I understand that, because if you don't build up Fran, that there's some of the emotional resonance is lost, but this is a movie that happily could have done with an extra 30 minutes, um, but at the same time, it's like they work together, like, six feet apart, so I don't know how much more you could have done, um, to be like, oh, well, here's additional stuff to talk about, like, like, it, it's a very fine line, because it's like, it, you, you need to resolve that like, uh, the, 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 the fight happens Friday night, Monday morning, they're back at work. You can't have this lingering that whole time. Um, and it's, inter it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting question. Um, I just feel like, you know, for, for who Fran is portrayed as, and for what Fran says to him for it to have resolved as quickly as it did. I'm not going to spoil it, obviously, because the movie is premiering at a film festival, and it'll probably get a wider release. I think Daisy Ridley has name recognition enough to warrant at least a limited theatrical run, um, larger than Fast Color, obviously. Um, but I, I think that we're going to end up... I think that the issue is, like, what she says to him is so mean and so just wow that it's like well why is you know why does this result like the resolution doesn't feel 
commensurate, commensatory to what happened, is what I'm trying to say. Um, commensatory is definitely the wrong word. Um, but I, it, it, that's the biggest issue I have, is that the resolution doesn't quite feel earned in the context of the movie. Her character arc does, but I feel like the ending only happens because the ending is... Because we're at the end of the movie and it has to happen. And there's the expectation that by the time we reach the end of the movie, we will have a resolution with these two characters and they will be back together happily ever after. Without that, Jesus fucking Christ, who the fuck is going below 50 on the expressway? Um, oh, that's a motherfucker. Um, but without that, the movie kind of just would fall a little flat and feel a little weird. And I think that's part of the problem. Um, where this doesn't quite feel just quite right. Um, but if that's the only issue, then it's not the, it's not the end of the world. Um, it's a pretty good movie, and it is very entertaining, and, and I think that she does a great job in the role. I'm a, I'm a sucker for a good movie about someone in their 20-somethings who is working a dead-end job. You know how that, you know, that, those movies are always a good use of my time. I'm always entertained by them. Like, you know, like, you know, the, the movies that would be called Mumblecore, this is not, but, you know, it, it has that same kind of vibe to it where I'm like, all right, I can jive with this a little bit. Um, hopefully it's like more, um, it's, in, it's in jury contention for dramatic competition at the, at the, at the uh, Sundance Film Festival. Hopefully it gets a little bit of recognition there. It definitely deserves it. Um, and, you know, considering I've seen one movie out of Sundance this year, if it was me on the jury, I would go for it. But I've only seen one movie, so, you know, who knows. And, and I did not hear good things about Cat Person so far. Um, but I think that's just about it for today. Um, we'll be going back to theatrical movies shortly, following last weekend's um, problem and then this week's illness. Um, we have... What do we have this week? We have Living one day, and we have Women Talking the other. So we're going to wrap up the the movies nominated for Academy Awards. Eventually get around to RRR, because um, it is on Netflix, and I think I'll find the Western Front as well, because that is also on Netflix. Um, maybe I'll add those to the schedule for 30-minute reviews uh, next month. Um, and I think that that's all the movies for Best Picture. I think I've seen them all then. Uh, and I think I'm going to, regardless of how I feel about the movies that I see, I'm going to keep them in my, you know, what's it called? I'm going to keep the, I'm going to keep my picks the same from what I did already. So we'll see how that stacks up. We're also going to do the shorts when they come theatrically. Um, when they do the shorts competition. Or not the shorts competition, but the, uh, the shorts, um, what's the one looking for? the shorts thing. We're going to catch up on um, National Treasure at some point in the near future. We're going to maybe catch up on Velma. You know what? I think I'm just going to ditch Velma and I think we're going to do um, Poker Face instead. The uh, the Natasha Leo and Ryan Johnson show on Peacock. Uh, that's probably a better use of my time and everyone else's time. Uh, and maybe the 1619 Project uh, show um, on uh, what was it? On Hulu as well. Um, so, we'll, uh, we'll throw that up as well. Um, we'll, we'll, I'll rework the calendar, and I'll post a new calendar up, um, at some point in the near future. Um, because I'm, I'm trying to bank your project quick. Um, like, really quick. Like, 12 days quick. Um, 
see if we can. I'm like seven pages into it already, and I'm like, let's see how quickly we can get this done. Just uh, for my own edification, mostly. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, I think that just about covers it. Uh, we'll be back um, tomorrow, definitely. With uh, I think tomorrow is women talking. Yeah, uh, we'll be back with that. And until then, have a great rest of your week. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.